All right, bro. Welcome back and <laughs> another rendition of uh, your corner store with uh, your host Tyler Lichtenstein. Uh, today with me, I got Lorenzo Arundel. Am I saying that right? I hope I am. Arundel, Arundel, you know, close enough. Close enough. Uh, Better than most. I'll people. get it right next time because that's like a pet peeve of mine. So, um, but I know we. Uh, I, I actually wanted to have you on the show because we we chatted over on Instagram, and I thought it'd be really cool to have have you on here. I know you put up some motivational content, so who doesn't love some of that? So, uh, hit you up, and I know you wanted to be down for uh, for one of these. So, welcome everybody. This is my man Lorenzo. What's up, bro? How you feeling? Doing all right, man. You know, just life's been good. You know, like with um, just getting out of the coronavirus, it looks like. And Me not being yet. able to go out, bro. Not being able to leave my house for almost like three months. Honestly, it was like, it was torture. But then again, I'm happy it happened. Like, it was a really good experience. Got to like learn a lot about myself and then also like work on some things, you know, like you pick up some new hobbies or, you know, or you pick up some old ones and you kind of just go with it because you got to pass time, you know? What was the first hobby you picked up then? What was like? So I bought a saxophone back in October. No way. Yeah, because some of my friends put me onto this artist, Masego. And Masego, I've heard of Masego too. Oh, you know Masego? <laughs> All right, good, good, good. I'm not big into like music that much, but I've heard of Masego. Yeah, so in a lot of his songs, he plays the saxophone the saxophone and it sounds really it's, it's beautiful the way he plays it so i wanted to kind of like mimic that in a way like yeah like i was really inspired and also like when i was younger i i played a little bit i played that i played the baritone horn i played the trumpet i was really into music and then sports kind of took over my life after that and i quit everything but i always wanted to like pick up an instrument again and kind of like just you know like fuck around with it and kind of see what i could do and um yeah so it just felt right like i was getting into the saxophone again i was really into the music and i was kind of just feeling it so i bought it back in october and bro i sucked like when i went to <laughs> when i went to go buy it man my oh, friend works at a music <laughs> store so he referred me and i just went there during my lunch break during work and i was like um hey man listen i want a saxophone this is my budget. Um, you know, what do you got? And then he showed me a few and, and I was like, Oh, um, can I play it? He's like, yeah, totally bro. So I go into the playroom and I was just like, Shit. did your dream die there in the playroom or did you still buy it? No. I, so I was just blown air, bro. It was just, I was just making like random noise. Like there's, I, I forgot all the notes, bro. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but like, even though it was terrible, I was like, Oh wait, like I can't wait to get really good at this. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of just like kind of challenge like, for yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. the way I saw it, and I was like, let me get really freaking good at this now. So then, um, during quarantine, I picked it up and I started teaching myself and stuff like that. And then, um, for one of the WebExes at work, they had um like a talent show, like um display your talent, and I was like, you know what? Let me try to play the sax. And this is me like. I don't know, like three months into playing the thing, like self-teaching myself, bro, I blew it, bro. <laughs> it was hey, I mean, we all got terrible, completely ate it, but, you know, for me, I like failing because after I fail, I learn from it and then I, it motivates me to like, to want to learn more. So I picked that up over quarantine and yeah, that's been a hobby that's been, 
Is it, are you still doing it now? Are you still practicing now? Yeah, man. And like every night, I try to. Like, do you record yourself when you? Do you record yourself when you um, practice at all? No, I kind of just go in my backyard to decompress, and I kind of just you know post up on my chair and start start playing some things. I'm trying to get into salsa music and stuff like that. Let's go. Because um, I kind of so I like some of the riffs that they have, but um, yeah, the sax has been unbelievable, and like. Being able to create music is just... I'm so jealous. It, sound, it sounds cliche, but it's really like, it's an experience and I really enjoy is it. Is it euphoric? Would you say it's euphoric? Definitely and rewarding too. It's like, it kind of just shows just repetition, repetition, repetition. You'll get it eventually, you know? And Do you like, think you could get that with anything though? Totally, man. 100%. It's all about like... I take this philosophy with like all my hobbies because it originates from an athletic background. Like mm-hmm. my whole life, I was an athlete, and I might not look it now, but I once played soccer. So <laughs> <laughs> way back in way back in my day, nice. So for me, it was like ever since I was five, I wanted to be a pro soccer player, and that was it. And I was like, I'm gonna be a pro soccer player. This is this is gonna be my life, and like. I love the sport and it was, you know, it was like, it was my identity in a way too. Like I was Lorenzo, the soccer player. Mm-hmm. Like that was like right after my name, you know? So, you know, I, with feel, that, I feel that so, I feel that so much, <laughs> you know, just growing up with my brothers and everything. That's what we played. played we were a soccer family everywhere we went. Uh, like you just hear it everywhere. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful sport, I dig it, though. <laughs> and honestly, man, soccer's given me everything that I have in my life today. It's really taught me everything. And I think the most important of, like, all those things is, you know, hard work and repetition. Because I had a coach that he would never, he would never really, um, you know, compliment me if I scored a goal. Go like score another one. It was, bro, such tough. Like, he would, like, scream at me at practice, like, but it was because he like he saw something in me. He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this guy might make it." So he he would push me, and it, it really like it really taught me to like you know grow a thick skin. But like the only time he'd give me a compliment is when I worked hard. Only time, <laughs> and because of that, it's just like rewired my brain, and like I guess my reward system is now based off you know working hard for something, yeah, failing first. Oh my gosh! Failing that. That just reminds me of so many practices, just suicide (laughs) after suicide, for like someone messing up on the squad or something like that. Builds character. Oh my! So my my I think it was my freshman year of high school. I this kid on the team had like beef with the coach or whatever, and started dicking around at practice. And the coach was like sick of his shit. And after a while, he just like made this dude sit down. He's like, you know, if you're not gonna do anything, sit down. And then he turned to the team. And said, for this dude, you are all running suicides. Like, they made the whole squad run for no reason whatsoever. So, like, God, that, like, you just talking about soccer game gives me, like, PTSD, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, man. Those nights where, like, bro, we practiced in the, in the freaking winter. We would have to, like, show all the field the time, and shit. Bro. And, like, couldn't feel our toes and like couldn't see either because it was dark at, at like 4 30 when we had practice after school like shit was tough like we would have to pull up cars and turn on the lights to like light the field bro oh my god like that's that's what i that's what i like that's what i grew up in it was like 
you know, it was a small field, that public field in Bayside. It was like Bayside, California. In no Bayside, right here. In oh, you you're from Long Island. Yeah, nice. originally okay. from Fullerton, born and raised. <laughs> but um, oh, what was I getting at? So you were talking about soccer, and then like, I don't know. Oh I man, that's not sorry. good. Oh, I was talking about um my coach and um we used to like the fields. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, we completely the lost it there. That's okay. What you can yeah. just keep talking. Anyways, let's chill. We're talking. So, um, yeah, so we had to, like, lay the field. It was a pretty, like, it was, like, it was tough, but the field was beautiful, bro. Like, there was so much, like, the best experiences of my childhood, like, were on that field, man. It's O'Connor Park. It's, um, right in front of Bayside High School. I'll have to go one day. It's, um, I used to go there, like, after going to the bar and stuff, and I would just, like, go there and, like, reminisce. Like, <laughs> that's what I did, like, you know. I, my freshman and like sophomore year of college. Where'd you go to school? I well, whew, I went to I went to a bunch of schools. So <laughs> you transferred I, a lot, or you just happened to take classes everywhere? Yeah, I just I just yeah I transferred, and then I so I, I started at St. Rose, right. and um, I was recruited to be on their soccer team. And um, after my first semester there, I went to study abroad in Spain. I went to the Universidad de Salamanca in Spain. And over there, I became pretty fluent in Spanish. I'm not going to say fluent, but like, you know. Are you still practicing today? Well, that accent was Oh, perfect. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. I could I could speak and like, you know, I could survive in a Spanish country. I did for um, five months. But um, yeah, it's just like. You know, something I have to constantly, like, practice. I practice with my friends. I watch, you know, TV in Spanish and stuff like that. But, um, you know, in Spain, for for a little bit, I was playing with a semi-pro team. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, I, something with it? I might be able to do something with this. So, you know, I kept that idea. Went back to St. Rose. Had a terrible experience. And I was like, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting out of here. Like, I'm done. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm going back home to New York, and um, you know all it's and it's in Albany, but yo, know, it's not really New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something completely not different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, Queens. It's not New York at all. So then I transferred to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City, and I started to kind of divulge totally, into some. Yeah, that's not soccer at all. You just ditched soccer entirely. Yeah, man. I kind of like I was like, you know what? I'm Did gonna go into some you? other interests that I have. Hmm? That's going going to school ruin it for you? Like that experience of St. Rose, like kind of your relationship with the sport. Yeah, and it kind of made me just realize that you know what, like it's a sport. I love it. It's a beautiful game and everything, but you know, I have other interests too. Going away to college really made me see like, oh shit, I could do other things too. Mm-hmm. But you know. I still had that thing in my mind from Spain. I was like, wait, like I was on a semi-pro team. Like I was playing with them. I was playing with them, but like I couldn't sign a contract because I was, I was moving back to the States. I was just practicing. I was like, I was doing well. They wanted to sign. Why didn't you go back? Because I, I couldn't. I had, my visa was expired. I had a they six work. student visa. Oh, student visa. But you couldn't reapply? Say they signed you and you came back afterwards. Well, I already started at St. Rose, and I wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything definitive enough, and I had to stay in school, so, like, I had three months to really figure it out, and, like, it just didn't make sense. Oh, that's so tough. 
like it didn't make sense like economically speaking too just to like go to spain to play semi-pro but like you know semi-pro you're not making a lot of money yeah like you're really not making shit it's like a minimum wage job that's like that's a equivalent so um yeah to figure out that in school that was like super complicated so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go to st rose again so fast forward i'm at fit i still have this in my mind i'm like shit let me let me just start training so i start training right i start really getting into it and then i realize fuck i'm kind of like i'm still kind of good at this so let me make some phone calls <laughs> yeah it's like riding a bike you're not gonna forget it. yeah you so pick up your touch like so fast yeah and taking a break from it i kind of was like i was playing differently and everything mm-hmm. i was like you know what like let me let me give this a crack let me see what i could do so i made some phone calls and um to some you know old coaches and stuff like that and um one of them put me in connection with the former coach of the puerto rican national team and um he had me send my highlight tape and he was like oh wow you you know you look like a good player come out to my um, team on long island and practice with us so i was like okay cool went to the practice and played really well and he was like okay yeah i can see you have talent um obviously you have to work on this this and this but yeah i think you you definitely have potential um because you know my dream is to play for the puerto rican national team and play professionally in spain that was that was like the plan all along so you're so close though yeah and wait it gets better it gets better so so you know i practiced with his team for a few months and he's like listen i made some phone calls and I got you two trials in Spain in a month. I was like, oh shit, Jeez. in a month? And he's like, yeah, in a month. Can you, can you get in like game shape in a month? I was like, yeah, totally. Let's, let's do this. Game <laughs> shape in a month. Oh my God. I was like, sure, let's do this. You know, I was just practicing and just, you know, keeping my touch and stuff. Yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. I was practicing to, you know, prepare for, but this came out of nowhere, man. So I was like, all right, yeah, get in game shape. So quit my job at Hollister. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I need time. <laughs> I need time to prepare for this. And pretty much, man, soccer took over my life. I didn't see my friends for a month. I didn't, I was eating super clean. I was in like, I, I can't say the best shape of my life because the best shape of my life, I think I hit like um, a month ago. But um, I was in very, very good shape, man. I go over there in um, Huesca, Huesca, Spain. It's um, it's like three hours north. It's like three hours northeast of Barcelona. Okay, it's, I don't know. It's in the middle of nowhere. That well, it's so pretty much in the middle of nowhere, man. <laughs> like the next base city is like maybe an hour away or something. It's not even that big. Anyways, I go there. I um go to both tryouts. It was um, it was a two week trial. So I was practicing with the teams every day. Uh, you know, playing in games and stuff. And then it even got exposure to some other coaches too. And um, at the end of it, I sat down with the guy. And, um, you know, the whole time I was like, you know, I knew I was playing well. I knew I was, I knew I'd probably get an offer because I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in better shape than most of these guys. Technically, about even. And I'm definitely like, I'm definitely competing with these guys. Like, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm there. So yeah. it's like, I felt confident going into the meeting. So I go into the meeting and um, 
he's just like, well, listen, you're, you're in very good shape. You're in professional shape. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, skill-wise, skill-wise, you're good. You know, you still have, like, your ways to go, but, like, you're good, you know. You, you were playing well all weekend. Um, you have a very good shot. You have, like, a very good shot. And, um, you know, we, we won all for your... I played numbers. so I played two positions. I played left back and I played right right wing, right forward. Oh, okay. So it depended on like the formation that okay. you're playing in. Like, you know, if you play with um three center backs and you're I versatile was playing like left. Though. You're pretty versatile though. Yeah, the thing is I'm I'm fast. I'm a very like pacey player and um you know, it's to advantages on the wings. I also have a really good left foot as well. So are you left dominantly? Yeah. Oh, well. That's what's up. I wish I was left footed sometimes. <laughs> I'm not, but uh, I mean, I did. Eh. I would say I, my right. I I did take pretty decent free kicks in my right, but nothing mm-hmm. like I never practiced much with my left. But I mean, I had some power. Like yeah. I didn't. I I'd say I wouldn't gotten anywhere near as far as you did though in terms of like <laughs> progression after high school. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. I would consider myself like a good player. I wasn't a, a great player. I was a good player. The only thing professional about me, I, I think, was my left foot. My left foot was just that thing was. It. it was. It was. It was. I need actually really I need to good, see it to man. It. I, I have videos, man. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but um, anyways, he's like, listen, we call offer you um, the the third division teams and wanted to offer me one point five k a month. The cost of living. With the organization that um, you know does this for Americans, because you have to mm-hmm. get a student visa to play for a third division team, because a third division team wouldn't pay for a U.S. student visa. That's how it's fucked. Oh God! That's... So the cost of living there was two k. And now you're short. And then I'm like, okay, wait. So there's that, and then there's my student loans because I'm not in school anymore. Well, technically, if you don't live in the States, you don't have to pay for your student loans. But, you know, it was something in the future I would have to worry about, like, you know, say, I had to go back home. And then I was just like... And, like, you know, I was just thinking about it, and the money was, like... It wasn't everything, but I was, like... I felt content, man. Like you just, reached a point? Like, you just reached, like yeah. the money, like, honestly, I probably could have figured it out. If I'm being honest, I know I could probably, like, figured it out and, you know, done something. But the thing was, like, I felt content, man. Like, he just offered it to me, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I know, like, I made it here. I was kind of like, you know what, I think it was a bunch of other shit. Like, I feel good Again now. with that. Like, I wasn't, like... I need know, another interest now. Yeah, like, I was just like, okay, this is good. It isn't, like, it isn't as good as I thought it would be. But, like, hey, it's pretty cool. Like, I made it here. Pretty pretty cool story, I guess. Like, now I can do other stuff. Do other stuff with my life. Like, this took over my whole life already. Like, it, I, I have other interests, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I was like, eh, all right, cool. Like, thank you, but no thank you. I, I called back three days later. I have to think about this a lot. <laughs> And, um, well, I can't, that's a life changing decision. Yeah. It's like my parents and I, like, we're like, okay, like Mm -hmm. we could do it. Like, you know, 
I was like, like honestly, I could have probably made it into like a second division team within like six months or a year, like maybe. But like you know, being American, bro, you have to be amazing. You have to be like. I don't know why they expect you so much to stand out. out. Well, you know, economically speaking, paying for the visa and like. Well, that's just like a complication. I meant like as a player, but like you know what I mean. Like, you know, you just have to. It's just why why take an American that's gonna cost more money to like you know pay for housing and shit like that. When you can pull someone who's like equivalent from Spain. I guess I never thought about finances that way. It's very economic, man. So it's like. So that's why. Well, there are some Americans in like leagues that like. Definitely. I've but seen Americans in like Barcelona, like mm-hmm. academies and stuff. So like they're definitely possible. Oh, it's 100% possible. It's not impossible. The thing is, like it's I said, OD I, I was, I'm a good player. I'm not a great player. So I was content, man. I was like, all right, cool. Like time to do some other stuff. I got excited, but if I'm being completely honest, like there have been times where like, you know, people hit me up like, oh, there's a professional trial for like so-and-so or so-and-so. And I'm just like, you ever thought about the MLS trials? Yeah. I have them. But, uh, yeah. I've done some like, um, you know, some trial offers. But I'm like, cause then you can move to an academy team. The hypos- hypothetically. Speaking. Yeah. I'm still under 23. So, so you can play for them. Maybe get. You know, it would. I, I just don't know if I want to get back into it, man. It takes up a lot. Like, bro, I think it's super cool that you're even that skilled, you know? Let's pick it up yeah, like that, cool. you know? It really is like riding a bike. I know when I first moved here, uh, Alex was like, yo, you play soccer? And I was like, yeah. And he, and he came out of his room with like, this little size one ball. Like, mm-hmm. No better way to pick up your touch again than just to juggle a size one ball. So like, cool. I, we were picking it up again and like even juggling it in the kitchen. So like doing like little shit like that. And then we ended up moving outside to like, pass into the backyard and you, you've seen the backyard so it's like pretty nice to pass oh, back yeah, and forth definitely. through there so like to I, I mean you you quit for like six months and then you picked it up again and then damn you went semi-pro so I'd, I'd say that's pretty good and I know you're content with it so that's that's lit yeah I mean you know third division in Spain is like it's like it's like a nice platform bro but like staying there as an American as a foreigner it's like you gotta go there and then leave like right away. Like, you know, that's how that's how you move. But um, you know, like I said, I was content, I was chilling. Yeah. It sucks how expensive like even soccer in the United States is. That's the unfortunate part, man. Like it's such a simple sport. And all the sports are simple really, even basketball, like soccer it's just doesn't need a lot. Want, people wanna make money off it. That's the thing, bro. It's just, it comes down to economics and people getting paid. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, even, like, I've heard of some, like, uh, academy systems down in Long Island. This is actually, like, this is really sad. Like, they're charging, like, crazy training fees. That, and I get it. The trainers have to get paid and the facilities have to be paid for. Like, these are, like, multi-million dollar facilities. Yeah, you can't just... I'm like, just saying, like, damn, it's unfortunate. Like, not everyone could afford it. Like... It's really expensive to get like good training, mm-hmm. man. Like, really good training is like expensive. I, bro, I was fortunate, man. Like, I like all right. Training was how much was it? It's like one hundred fifty dollars a month, but that's that's not bad, man. Compared to like other places, it's completely crazy. That's not bad if you're dedicating everything to it. Yeah, man. Especially like that was my career, bro. That like was, I'm thinking about like that's not bad. 150 if that's all you're doing like I mean, you really don't have money like if you're not paying rent like you're living with your parents yeah it's not bad but that's pretty sweet 150 but that is also pricey for like a family 
Like I couldn't do that if I had a kid or some shit like that. There'd be no way I'm paying. Like, yeah, I'm top everything. <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, yeah, thank your parents. Them, <laughs> bro. I, dude, I, I'm, I, I live in a massive debt, bro. All those camps, all those spending me like when I was, bro, when I was 15, I um, I was on this team in New York, and um, it was like a really good team, bro. It was like, how old are you? Don't mind me asking. I'm 20. 20. Yeah, turning 21. A few days. What? So when's your birthday? Twenty first. All right, it's coming up. Nice yeah. July birthday. <laughs> That's what's up. But um, oh, what was I talking about? You were on a team in New York. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, when I was fifteen, I was on. A I got team you that time. I didn't forget. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we were we were training all summer for two tournaments. We had a tournament in Sweden, and we had a tournament in Denmark. And these were international tournaments. Clearly. These were like with like teams from all over the place. There's like the International Club World Cup. That's what it was called in Sweden. It's called the Gafia Cup. It's like, dude, it's sick competition, man. You see like the best, like you see like Barcelona Academy, like you see like crazy, crazy teams, man. And um, yeah, we went over there and that's like when my life changed. Because um I love traveling, like that's my thing. Like, I've been fortunate to been, be able to go to, like, I don't know, about, like, 20 countries or something like that. Jeez. And, That's um, a lot. I've only been to, like, two. Three. Yeah. Three countries, I think. Big backpacker. <laughs> That's what's up. Where have you been? Oh, man. All over the place. Mostly, um, I'll start with, like, my favorite places. Um, the Netherlands. I feel like Colombia, Colombia, Colombia is probably like one or two. Colombia is amazing. Um, Hungary, Hungary's lit. Really enjoyed Hungary. Hungary. Oh, that's in the Balkan area in Europe. Yeah, Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Romania is cool. What about Hungary? Did you enjoy? What is that even like? What is Hungary you, like? You get a weird commie vibe. It's a weird like a post commie vibe. Like, it's chill. Like, people are chill. Well, I don't know anything about Europeans. Like, I've never been to Europe. Like, I've been to Asia and Southeast Asia, but I've never been to Europe. Oof, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, like, waiting to go, man. But, like, yeah. coronavirus. Anyways, we'll get to Southeast Asia. But, um, Hungary, that's one I like talking about a lot because, um, I had an interesting experience. One. So, I got off my plane from Romania and landed in Hungary with, um, my friend Bryce from Colorado, we met in Spain. We we're going to the same university. Super chill guy. And um, this was over spring break. So we were like backpacking a little bit. Like I was supposed to end up in Italy with my friend Sicily at the end of it. But um had to go to Hungary first with my friend to catch a flight to Italy. So I was hungry. I was in, uh, I was in Hungary and um, we were meeting up with like three girls we knew from, um, from Spain who mm-hmm. also went to Hungary. And but all like part of your university program, like you just all took a spring break. Well, Bryce was, but the girls weren't. They were from. They just went to the school. Oh, cool. So, and um, we went to, we went all throughout Budapest, and it was beautiful. Such a beautiful, um, like really beautiful architecture and stuff like that, and um, really good food actually. 
And um, one of the girl, one of the girls we were with, she was Hungarian, so she was like showing us around and stuff like that. And um, the food there is really amazing. I really wasn't expecting for it to be that good, but like I was impressed. And now I've got to go. Like I don't know anything about it. I'm just the sheer experience. Goulash and it. shit was fire. Goulash, yeah, I can imagine. It's like a, it's a like pay, oh, What am I trying to say? It's like beef stew. Beef stew. Yeah. Fantastic, bro. It was so so good. Anyways, um, so we go to this bar, and we're just like chilling and everything, and then um, someone goes, oh shit, is anyone hungry? I'm like, yeah, I'm starving. So someone goes on Google Maps, and they're like, yo, there's a burrito place. I'm like, yo, I'm so about that, because I haven't been in the States for like, I don't know, like three months now, so I was like, yeah, yo, let's let's go, where is it at? (laughs) Run it. So we go over there, and when we walk in, there are a bunch of dudes with like um, tats and like leather jackets, like tats on their face, and like they look like gang members and stuff, man. They're like they were suspicious, man. And they were like kind of like looking at us, me in particular. And now I look like this, like with a beard and everything, right? Longer beard? What's no, I'm like about the same, and maybe a bit longer. But um, I was with, uh, by the way, the four other people I was with, like they were white. Let me make that my point. So we get our burritos and everything, right? And we sit down, and these dudes keep on eyeing me, bro. Like, I was like, yo, what's up with these dudes? Like, this is weird. Like, and I was talking to my friends about it. I'm like, yo, they're eyeing the fuck out of me. They just straight staring at you? Or was it like a glance? Like, they kept checking you out? Yeah, it was like repetitious, though. And like, one would look at the Maybe they were really checking you out, bro. Did you ever think about that? Maybe they were actually checking you out. Well, that would have been the like. So here's how th- that would have been like you know best <laughs> case scenario in this <laughs> in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, the end of the night, they just said, "Lorenzo, we're just trying to get your number." <laughs> they speak English too. What? Yeah, no, they don't. No, I really sure. don't. <laughs> that was another thing that was interesting. I know zero Hungarian. No, I. I tried every single language, language I kind of sort of know, and like nothing, just straight Hungarian. Yeah. But anyways, so they keep on eyeing me. Then they all get up, right? And then like, I like lock eyes. I'm like, yo. <laughs> so I'm like looking at these guys, right? And then one of them, bro, takes his, his burrito and chucks it at me, bro. He's, he threw a burrito at me? He chucked his fucking burrito at me, bro. And then, bro... No cap, I, like no exaggeration here. I fucking blocked that shit. <laughs> I blocked it, but like because it's a fucking burrito, kind of exploded. There's <laughs> there's a bit of a blast radius, but um, bro, I was should have grabbed that shit. You should have fucking grabbed it. Said. Yeah, I, that's what I tried to do, bro. Like I fucking grabbed it, but like it kind of <laughs> exploded at the sides. Damn. Got my friend Bryce. <laughs> Yo, it got some shit in his eye. <laughs> it got like hostiles in his eye. It's a mess. But, um, yo, I was fuming. I was like, I'm going to go. But, like, it was, like, 12 huge Hungarian dudes who looked like they're in a gang <laughs> against my 18-year-old ass. Yeah, they were. So, everyone was like, yo, yo, chill, 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 chill. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But, you know, I was, I was, I was ready. I was prepared for this. By the way, how, um, how's your podcast with, um, eh, whatever. Anyways. Back to my Explicit point. Content yeah. Yeah. We're good. Are you going to bleep it out? No. 
Excellent. Okay. So <laughs> back to my point. We were, um, yeah, I was fuming, man. And then I found out from the owner, they're like, yeah, they probably thought you were Arabic. They're pretty racist. Hungarians are racist. Like the guy wasn't Hungarian. He was like, I think he was Mexican. Mexican. And he was, he was like putting me on. And Hungarian? Like, and Hungary? And Hungary. Dude, Mexican dude in Hungary. Yo, I knew this place was different because I saw no Chinese people there. I've been, that is true. There's Chinese people everywhere. They love to travel. In Salamanca, Spain, bro, which is in the middle of nowhere, there are Chinese people. Mm-hmm. But in this place, this is the only place I've been to where, I've been, where I haven't seen them. So it's like a very isolated culture. And they're like, you know, racism, racism like exists there. Well, it's hard for it's racism crazy. not to exist in like isolated areas. Yeah. It's like, it's like systemic dose in the government too. Like if you read up on it, it's crazy. But anyways, like hunger is like, I would go back. Like not putting down Budapest. Budapest is lit and they have these um, thermal baths. Therm- what the? Oh my gosh. I'm going to put you on these thermal baths. They're the most... Bro, can you take one in the United States? Or like, they probably some shit like, here. Is it like a spa type deal? Yeah, they probably like replicated it here, but it's not the same. They have to do it in Budapest because they have these natural. Um, I will never get a thermo bath until I can go to Budapest. How about that? That's that's fair. And then I'll live to the, I'll live to tell you the story. Yeah, man, you have to like. It's like everyone fucking wasted in like these these big um. They have like these big pools, right? And they all have different temperatures. One is extremely cold, like I think it's forty is degrees like Celsius. Forty degrees Celsius. Yeah. Well, forty mm, worse than an ice no, bath. No, I'm sorry. It's like fifty-five degrees Celsius. So it's an ice bath. Yeah, it's an ice bath. It's it's really cold. I'm saying negative fifty-five degrees, right? <laughs> Not fifty-five degrees Celsius. Yeah, you'd be burning up in that. You'd be, boiling, you'd be <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the other way. It's cold. It's ice water, and then you have one that's like really, really hot, and then you have one that's like kind of like lukewarm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then there's a shower. There's a process that you have to go through. You go in the really hot one for like shit, like three minutes, right? And then you go into. There's a really hot one. Then you go into like the lukewarm pool, right? And you go there for like 60 seconds. And then you go in the ice bath for two minutes. It's like an and it, shock, it shocks your system, man. And if you do it like a few times, you feel so awake and like your body feels amazing. I get that feeling when I drink coffee. <laughs> that shock. I stay <laughs> away from that stuff, man. It, it turned my parents like... All right, when I tell my parents, like, hey, listen, you guys are addicted to coffee, coffee, like, caffeine's a drug, they're like, no, no, it isn't. I'm like, oh, it's just normalized in society. <laughs> it is a drug. Same thing with, like, alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's way more acceptable than, than smoking. Yeah. Which is, like, like something like whatever folks you wrote on. no one is illegal. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Those laws are also really messed up. Like, people are in prison for carrying, like, say, like, two grams of weed while like businesses pop up every day left and right new weed businesses like yeah raking in the dollars dude weed businesses were considered an essential business <laughs> in all states except massachusetts that's during the pandemic <laughs> so if you're telling me <laughs> that 
the reason why weed is illegal is not because of politics. You're bugging. <laughs> Dude, it's so good for everything. I'm an advocate, for sure. Oh, definitely, man. Because um, honestly, I've seen it like I've seen it honestly like change lives. Like it's done. Um, I know people that use it like medicinally and mm-hmm. that like actually like need to use it to like function or like to even do something like sleep man and it's um it's really good and uh you know in sports like in the ufc where they've um, let their athletes use it openly and they've like you know loosened up on the i think the nfl is coming a little more no it's the nba is a little the more NBA, lax because dude about like testing in the off season there's no testing just like Okay, yeah, cool, it's a, thanks. It's a joke, you know? I was, ooh, I, I, I'm going to say a statistic, but I don't have the, I can't fact check because I, for, I forget my source. You're just a 90% confidence right now. It's well, okay. like, yeah. 90% confidence. Yeah, with 90% confidence, like 78% of the NBA smokes weed. It's like some crazy percentage. I like, would imagine. Like nearly 80, and that's the same with the NFL. And like, they all know it, so it's just like, like, come on, man. Like, we all know. We it's all know. Such, and don't you want to tax it? I know you yeah. want. I know they need money. They're in, we're in some serious debt, man. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know the number, but I'm sure the tax dollars that you make it, that you can make a loan off the off marijuana would be incredible. Like, look at California and Colorado, for example. Colorado's, I, I, th- I think Colorado is the best example because it's like a principal example because when weed was legalized in Colorado, the tourism industry in, in Colorado boomed. Property value went up fucking between like 10, 25%, depending on like where you were. 10, 25% in property value, you don't hear that, but like in That's cities amazing. like Denver, Boulder, and um, I'm missing one, but um, you know, in cities like that, man, properties like it's it's through it's not through the roof necessarily. Like you could still kind of get into it, but like it's higher than than it you know what pre marijuana. They've they've brought in like some serious tax dollars, and it's really like made the state like, oh, let's go to Colorado and like you know. I think the hardest thing is like like the state legislature is different than federal so like oh any state can legalize weed but until like the united states legalizes and recognizes it as different than anything other than a schedule one drug then it's like super hard for other people to escape it yeah man it's and it's silly because when you put it as a schedule one drug you're putting it in a place in which you can't do sufficient testing and you can't have Mm -hmm you know, funds for testing and you can't like, you know, and it messes with the banking system as well because, you know, at one point you had marijuana shops just stockpiling cash because they couldn't put it in a bank. Like, yeah, that must have been a big problem. That doesn't work. That's a broken system. Then. Yeah, and then it's pretty much, what is it, uh, when you funnel money through the, like, launder? Yeah, it's pretty much that, but legally, if they can't technically open up bank accounts, as marijuana. Federally business. speaking, it is money laundering. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do at that point? Like Exactly. And it's, I don't know, I think in some states they've, they've definitely, um, you know, loosened the restrictions and, you know, and means of like banking and stuff like that, which has made things like a bit easier in states where it's like beyond normality. It's like, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. second thought almost like in California and Colorado. Like when you speak to people like from out there, it's like, 
It's like, yeah, what about it? It's so casual. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different um, environment. And I think, I, well, it's, I, it's definitely the culture around it, just like the message that was given in the olden days. I remember, like 40 years ago, they were just telling people that it's bad based on the premises or whatever. It made you a criminal. That's why it was so bad. <laughs> That's why it's schedule one. You know what's weird? So, like, I don't like talking about, like, like I know, like, everything that's going on with, like, racism and stuff yeah. like that. Not, uh, how do I put this? So, like, the reason, like, marijuana is illegal, is illegal mm-hmm. one of the reasons was because of, if I remember correctly, because of um, jazz musicians in, like, states like Louisiana and stuff like that. And the the story goes that it was originally because of hem a dispute between a person who was in the paper industry mm-hmm. against the hemp industry. Right. And I forget the person's name. I've heard the story a thousand times. I can't just um remember it right now. But um pretty much it was because like he wanted the paper industry to take over the hemp industry and they used like, you know, they used um things like oh yeah it's the blacks that do it so you know because of that advertised it as like a as just, a bad thing and they just flipped the script on it yeah yeah they flip uh, like uh, media can do anything to you right oh god and get Alex Jones on you oh, oh my gosh <laughs> do you do you watch him no I don't watch him but I know who he is I know he's a freaking nut oh it's amazing man what I bro like if you're ever like bored and you just want to like. Just want to go on the deep end a little bit. <laughs> it's called the website's Infowars. Infowars because he got kicked off it. everything, man. He got kicked off of Twitter, YouTube. That's crazy. Instagram, like he's like he I'm had to build even, his own website. I don't even know what he says on any of his shit, but like, jeez, to kick him off the platform. I really, yeah, his his <laughs> off-platform um website. It's fantastic. It's the most far right thing out there. I pr- he probably but it, make it so him. entertaining, man. It's like, but like in all honesty, he's been right about some things to a certain extent, you know. And there, the there's like theories. Yeah, with like you know, some of the what's his name, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, like stuff like that. He and didn't like, kill himself. That's for sure. Oh man, it's like. <sighs> Have you ever heard of QAnon? No, QAnon. It's like, I, I don't know, like, it entirely, but it's essentially, like, a following of people who understand, like, that there are other things at play. Okay. And they understand, like, this, like, they just look for all this shit and information all the time that they know, like, underlying sources. Like, yeah. there's this guy I follow on Facebook who's talking about um, people coming out in the open or people getting exposed for, like, child molestation and rape and all this stuff, like, months ago. Right. And now this shit, like, breaks in the news that, like, Jeffrey Epstein and, like, this, that, and the other. And, like, it was, like, a crazy coincidence. It's not, like, a coincidence because it's, like, essentially, but QAnon is, like, this crazy conspirator theory, like, group of people who, like, somehow be right sometimes. Yeah. Man. Yo, it, it's crazy. I try not to think too hard about it. I kind of just, like, watch it for what it is. We in the Matrix but, already. Bro, 2020 has been insane. Like, honestly... My, like, I don't know about you, but my life has completely changed. Same. Well, like, we wouldn't have any of this shit if COVID didn't happen. Think about that. Like, how, like, butterfly flecked that was. Dude, have you ever like, watched The Flash? 
The Flash, like the TV show The Flash. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know where I'm at on it, honestly. Are you familiar with the concept of like, um, like, uh, oh crap. Going back in time. Yeah, and messing up the timeline. Yeah. It's like, yo, it's like, he, he like did that, bro. fast enough and then he's like, get stuck in his timeline. Yeah, or like he does something and then messes up. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's it, that's what it feels like. It feels like we're on a different timeline. It does, honestly. Like, and I don't know what at what point we're gonna like correct like this. And I was talking to my boss about this today too. The um, like we're living in like this new normal at this point. Like this is it. Like we're yeah. wearing masks. This is what's gonna be until we figure out what the fuck's going on next. Like, just like shit's gotta keep going on. We can't just stop moving. So yeah, man, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird for sure. It honestly gives me anxiety, like, seeing, like, really large groups of people, like... For real? Yeah, like, massive crowds, like, give me a little bit of anxiety. A little bit of anxiety. I think twice, but, like, personally, I wouldn't mind so many bodies. But then again... I saw a report, I don't know, well, I don't, I'm also... I, I have a really good immune system, bro, like, I'm ready for this shit. <laughs> yeah. People, people have survived COVID, so, like... Yeah, especially with our age demographic. Yeah. Like, we're chilling. We're chilling, but we should still be safe. Yeah, of course. We should of course. still be safe about yeah, everything. Don't. You know? So don't forget that. It is still a thing. People are still dying. So yeah. Gotta be careful. I mean, dude, have you, there's like, who was it? I think Bill Gates is like about to start leading like some pandemic charge or some shit like that. Or I saw, this is how bad social media is because I just see shit. Bill Gates is- yeah, Bill no, Gates. I don't want to get into Bill Gates. No, we're not gonna get Bill <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother dis- dis- a whole nother that's discussion. Deep, <laughs> what about Elon Musk? I love he it. Supports I Kanye love it, now. bro. I've had like I, Kanye I West twenty 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 vision. Yeah, I'll say I don't give a fuck at this point. Whatever. <laughs> but like, um, yo, Elon Musk. Like, I've had two dreams. I've like had conversations with the dude. That yeah. ass, like, yeah, you, man. So I'm like, yo, you, it's happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking to this guy. But yo, Imagine he's so that. inspirational, man. Like everyone who like he does everything like, he just, wants. Like, I'm just like this guy's like living the best life ever. Like he's like he's literally living in a video game, bro. He's doing whatever he wants. He's like, <laughs> and he's so smart. Oh yeah, he's so smart, genius. dude. Have you hey, do you see him on Twitter? <laughs> no, do you see him on Twitter? Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. He's such a troll. Have you seen Tesla's short shorts? Did oh my know? god, yeah, for like $69. And they like $69 and they no, say for $69,420. <laughs> <laughs> and they fantastic. say sexy. I S3XY. I love everything about Tesla. The stock, the... Dude, the, the, the stock. The stock. Ooh. I invested in them recently. I've been so thankful. It's been a blessing. Fractional shares, Robinhood. That's what I did. Oh, word. If you don't do it, you, I'd recommend it. Even if you like put like twenty dollars in, like you can build twenty bucks of twenty five, and then put in twenty more. That's how I've been yeah. making away at it. Got to get these I, extra streams of revenue, my guy. Yeah, that's how so you do it out here. If, if we're talking finance now, we're talking in my field. So, um, yeah, what I actually did was, you know, back in March when shit crashed, I threw, I threw, I threw, I threw everything at that shit. Threw the house at it. Damn. Well, not not a, only Tesla. I wish I did only Tesla, but like you know, I just you know I just went into the market. I was like, oh, let's see what happens. And like I had a I had a hedge on something too, so I was like, hey, let's see what happens. I was feeling really good about it because I was like, it's gonna make up regardless. And I had like I had like 
two years on the hedge to really get it. And like, um, you know, I was chilling. I was in a really like strong position and everything was like, everything was on sale, bro. Like Facebook, 50% off. Tesla, 70% off. I was like, this is fantastic. I'm dead. On sale. Stock on sale. Canopy growth. Canopy, Three, Canopy 323. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Airlines are on sale right now. Airlines, like, yeah. They're, yeah. they're shaky right now because you don't know what the industry will do for a few years. Honestly. Yeah, but Boeing, I was like, hello, Boeing. Government backed Boeing. That's a monopoly because there's only Boeing and Airbus. So it's pretty much a monopoly. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what of course I'm going to buy Boeing. And they, you know, and they're also like, they make all the aircraft for the U.S. military. How does Boeing go out of business? That's impossible. Mm hmm. Anyways, inside then tips. the market recovered in two in like two and a half months, and I was like, "Peace." <laughs> I was like, "Um, out." crazy because bro, came up. I did a two and a half year hedge. You still gotta pay taxes. I did two and a half. It's it's still bro. It even with tax, I I factored in tax. That's what's up. I still made up the hedge and everything, and made more profit. I was like, "I'm chilling out." Because, you know, I think it's going to dip again. Because I think the virus is going to happen again in the winter. Yeah. And I think everything's going to crash. So, you know, just a little reposition. The crash. I hope we don't have another crash. Dude, we've already had a recession and a pandemic. <laughs> a little crash, bro. Just a little panic. I just want a little panic, bro. A little panic. In yeah, the that's good for, for to people who are trying in. to get in. Yeah. And a get in and get out. Get in and get out. A lot of people don't invest at all. I know, man. I think, I think it, I don't know, I also don't know if this is true, but like, not, well, not, not many people I know even invest. Yeah. To be honest. I just started putting my friends on because I was like, listen, guys, this shit's important. <laughs> yeah, you got to build wealth. Robinhood, Weeble, Acorns. What, what are these Weeble? What is Weeble? I'm putting everyone on to the apps they got to download right now. <laughs> so, uh, Weeble is a, is a brokerage. It, it works like Robinhood, however, um, the the format is mm -hmm. really good. It has a lot more statistics, and you could get like more precise numbers. Mm -hmm. Even though I really like the format of the um, Robinhood app, it's really like user friendly. The mobile app with the, um, or the computer, the mobile app, the mobile app's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the mobile app's really good. The Weibo one's more um, complex, and um, I like it better for I don't know. It's just organized better for certain things, and I I like having um separate accounts for like you know only like tech stocks there and like yeah crypto if i'm like tapping into that it's like you know it's like long and short that's how like managing it and then you know acorns for like just long-term growth do you have to pay for acorns though oh i thought i i thought i heard that you have to pay like a monthly fee for them to invest it in the specific stock no no there's no fear of that one I've all not, these I've are been, um, i've never been about acorn i usually fairly decent with my finances so like yeah because i don't like my money sitting in a savings account and the money's pretty liquid in there so i'm like let it grow at freaking two percent three percent rather than 0.25 in mm -hmm. my savings account yeah that's that if you open up a cd now you're pretty much an idiot like your money can't be in no there like right now. they'd be it's giving you 2.5 apr you're like what are you gonna make on that so you put 100 bucks and then you're making fucking nothing like, it's just it's not worth it it's just i wouldn't put my money in the cd right now no, put my money like bonds are okay maybe government bonds because no bonds are no bonds are <laughs> bonds aren't good man bonds are 
Long-term. Long-term said to not do so good. Uh, this is what I'm just hearing about. <laughs> uh, well, you do this for a living more than I do, so I'm sure you know more than me. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, people are just being weird about the bonds market because of the interest rate. The bonds market and the interest rate, they have a Dude, the correlation. Dude, the the interest rate whenever they want. And they're just... I'm waiting for the interest rate, but I don't know. What is the interest rate now? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't even know that. I don't know. Last time I knew it was like 2.25. That would be... I would think it's still under three. Or it might be three. I don't know. I, yeah, it's, I, but it's like, I don't know. Because the, interest rate, because the interest rates haven't like moved, like houses are still... like That's why the housing market hasn't crashed yet. Yeah. Like I, I was ready for the housing market to crash. I was like, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's going to crash. It never crashed. Well, like I, th- I do think we're gonna see a lot of foreclosures and stuff, like in the, in the Dude, future. Dude, I, I, I hope it kind of crash. I low key hope the market crashes. A little thing. crash, bro. Yes. Like, so like what we had in. was perfect. I, I enjoyed that. In, I want to get in and get some property and start building some equity, man. That's what I'm about here. I, yes, sir. I need some long term funds. I'm tired of this rental properties, my fact. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to do. Whether I have to build it up again myself, I don't give a shit. I'd just love to have some more property. Yeah. Something to my name. It's like, think about it, like the old days, Lando's power. It is power It's the same now. shit today. Yeah, what do you mean? It's like, I feel like people don't think about it Land that way. Land didn't go away. It's still valued. <laughs> yeah, man. So, dude, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to put you on. You got to watch My Hero. My Hero Academia. We're going to yeah. switch gears real quick. Anime. I know you say you don't, you don't watch any anime. I do not. What are you watching right now, then, if you're not watching any anime? So, to be honest with you, I don't really watch TV. Like, um, for me, like... Not even um, in your free time? No, you're playing the sax in your free time. Well... Or taking photos, right? Yeah, I got a lot of hobbies, man. Like Even this one, that's okay. As long as you... I'm just putting it in the back of your head, because I know you're a man of many thoughts, so you just, like... You're always yeah. working on stuff, but you gotta work on watching my. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I don't. Because like you're not the you're not the first one, man. A lot of people. Don't You've heard that. about this show before, not from me. Yeah, like no, well that show maybe once it sounds familiar, but like other shows, like just like in the genre in general, people mm-hmm. are like, yo, you don't watch it? Oh, let me put you on and like don't necessarily get around to it because I have an issue. Like I have an issue sitting down. Mm-hmm. Do you have ADD? No man, I just I just like I just like doing stuff. I like being productive too. Like I like doing shit. Like I, I wake up at five a.m. bro because like I have yeah. to I have to start at five a.m. or like I'm not gonna get everything done. That's like, when you work. At. That's when you work. That's when you work. That's when I work out. Cause then like today I woke up at seven, and I wish I didn't get to edit my pictures because I did my workout two hours later. I was off schedule today. Is that so why you keep, I'm, you keep I'm super systematic, bro. No, I don't Do you really have like, in your calendar to break it. out, like workout, eat, da, yeah. da, 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 da. my calendar's crazy. That's wild. I can't, do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I don't plan my day out like that. I let the day take me. You know, I got shit to do, obviously, but like, can't plan it out like that. I mean, the most I'll ever do is meal plan, and I don't even do that much. Yeah, it's because I'm on a, I'm doing a bunch of different things. Like I have, um, I have my my job. Which um, you know, I have to manage, you know, making appointments with people and stuff like that, just meeting with people and um that's busy. That's just like okay, I just have to be like very schedule oriented with that. And then training for a triathlon. 
I'm actually gonna start putting it on YouTube. I want to start like um, recording the journey because I'm really gonna do it. I'm starting to get into the the cycle for training. Hopefully next week. I'm still writing it up, and um, and then also starting a podcast. I have the first three shows recorded, and you know, just waiting for the right time to release. I want everything to like kind of shout it out on this one. It's in the works, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the works. Lorenzo. Release coming soon. That's that's tight. I'm I'm super excited for you because this is fun to do, ain't it? It's great, honestly. Like I think there's a really big opportunity here with podcasts, especially with their popularity. I th- I hope they become more popular. Yeah, me too. I hope they become more popular than TV because TV, like, TV is low-key boring. It's kind of it's kind of garbage. But if you find a good <laughs> TV show. Right, if it's a TV show, okay, cool, but, like, just watching TV. Oh, just mindlessly watching nothing. Yeah, man, that's, uh-huh. that's not cool, but, like, you know, podcast, man, like, I feel like people don't talk anymore, bro. That's why I started this podcast. And it's sad, like, man, like, having a long, just conversation, like, when was the last time you had a long conversation without being interrupted by, like, a phone call or, like, I don't know, like, whatever? Well, I would say no, but I don't even know. Like, before that, last time I recorded... Right, exactly. Like, this gives you, like, the opportunity to have, like, a really, just, like, a long conversation. And, like, you know, now that, like, everyone's, like, pretty isolated, like, you know, there's no, like, town square, essentially, where, like, everyone, like, goes to. And, like, because they have that in some countries. They have, like, in Spain, they have, like, platas, Mm -hmm. plazas. And, um... Well, I guess ours would be malls. Yeah, but even that is, like, like... But, like, no, these places are, like, Particularly for like social gatherings, they have these in like a bunch of countries in various um in various different forms, but it all like you know it's all like oriented like with like people, but like you know, I feel like the more conversations I get out there, I feel like you know, life will be easier because I feel like a lot of people are just like very anxious right now. I really so like, like I just like to connect with people too. Like, you know, I barely know you obviously, but like it's been tight to have you on the show. Like, and I knew you from work, too, so it's like, fuck yeah, man. And I, and I know you, I know, and I'm all down for, like, supporting people trying to do their own shit. Because it's hard, like, like trying to find any sort of consistency sometimes, because it's difficult. So, like, props to anyone, like, motivating themselves. So, like, I can't wait to hear your first episode. That's what's up. Thank you, bro. I'm really looking forward to it. It's like, I really want to get into the conversations people are kind of afraid to have. Yeah, you man. know, it's like going to the deep end. I feel like that's where it has to go. And well, and well, not necessarily like the deep end in such a you know profound way that it's like it seems like it's forced. You know, it's just like to talk about whatever. You grow the an deep open end. conversation. You grow in the deep end with no filters. Yes, sir. Well, these these are pop filters. Oh well, you know, no, no like you no, know, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but awesome, man. It was nice having you on the show. Uh, I'll pee my mans in the uh, description. I'll link his socials there. Be sure to catch him on his own podcast coming out soon. Yeah, so no release date yet, but uh, be on the lookout. I'll be um, releasing soon on my Instagram. My Instagram is Lorenzo.IMG. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks, Tyler. She was lit. <laughs> Peace.